0: If you happen to have watched the news, live in Florida, or heaven forbid, listen to this show, you probably heard we had a hurricane. Not just any hurricane though, Ian will likely continue to change record books for years to come. And while that experience has also changed lives, businesses, and the literal face of our homes, lessons also abound from these situations. What do we do differently? How do we prepare? Can we do better? Many of those lessons, especially for the crew here, had to do with our technology. What worked as intended? Did anything underperform or just not get the job done? Or more hopefully, what were the game changers that may have even saved lives? These are the questions we've been asking ourselves for weeks now. And as a team decided the only thing worse than not asking them would be not telling people the answers, because if buried in those details is the one thing that saves someone next go round, well, that's just why we do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce.
1: And I'm Eric Sargent.
0: And we're here this week to put the recovery in disaster recovery. Uh, that's <laughs> easily the cheesiest opening we've ever it's okay. had. but We're it's just, just- going to
1: roll with it. Keep on going. Perfect. It's perfect.
0: We're, we're just going to roll with it now. So um, this is probably as close as we're going to come for a lot of reasons, To circling back as a show, I mean, on the recent experiences that kind of we as a company and we as a team have had in the last 6 weeks following hurricane Ian here in southwest Florida um for those that don't know that is quite literally our back end our front yard i mean we we yep. are we are fort myers we are cape coral we are pine island like that that is this is our our home that was you know that went through that event in late september just a few short weeks ago um if you've been listening along you might remember we very much had an unexpected ninth hour show that ended up touching on that topic as
1: the um, winds were picking up we were touching on wind, that yeah <laughs>
0: as the winds were picking up uh, and the, the the topic of the day there be, became very quickly how tech has influenced our pre- our preparations for an yep. impending disaster we we talked on things like solar generators and backups and you know what do you yep. do you know what do you do when the place where you're storing your data just physically isn't there anymore? Right. And like those yeah. kinds of scenarios um, today, we're kind of going to very intentionally get on the other side of that equation. And I'll be the very first one to admit it's not the fun side, but right. I am inside the pod. Like we do, Eric and I had some very frankly, very long conversations about where to go with this topic because it is so fresh, especially for all of us here. Yeah. Um, I think
1: real quick touching yeah. on what you were saying, we were talking about those things as the winds were picking up at that point that we did that previous podcast. We had no idea the severity of the impact that what was that up. our area would have. Yep. And that those preparations were talking about, you know, hypotheticals about a building not being there. We're going to circle back to that because we had people under our umbrella No longer have those buildings, so that legitimately happened. That hypothetical that we posed became reality.
0: Yeah. So I mean, and I to not shed too much. I mean, minutes after you, you know, the backstory of how we do this show. We pre-record a lot of things. In that case, we pre-recorded the episode a few days before landfall, and it was not a joke. I recorded the intro for that episode very short. I mean, minutes before things got real very, very fast. And we, of course, knew by that point what was coming. Yeah. You know, we we had battened the hatches quite literally in all the ways that we could, um, but th- th- that was a real thing. So what, what we had our longest conversations about was how how much do we circle back on this? How much of it is still too, too close to home in a literal sense? And what we made the decision of, and I guess this is partially a early episode disclosure. Um, if you're one of our listeners that is, you know, here in the area with us, or maybe this just might be a little too close to home. This is, I felt the need to put almost this little mini disclaimer up front. Um, we're going to be talking about some Eric, to your point, non-hypotheticals, some real life experiences that we and the partners we serve have lived through in just the last few weeks. Um, the conversation we had about a, should we do it at all? And B to what degree? And what I kept coming back to was it would be very easy Um, to not, to just, just, just not do it. Um, I was speaking very personally, that was the most appealing to me. And what I had to come full circle on is it felt a little selfish. Yeah. Um, because some of these experiences are ones that are easily left behind because we don't want to think about them. Yeah.
1: We don't want to, we don't want to circle back to it because it hurts. Yeah.
0: Yep. But on the flip side, I think one of the bigger travesties can be to let those experiences fall to the wayside and not be the valuable tool they can be to help someone else. You you can't get out of the way of a hurricane. You, you can get out of its way, but if your home is in its path, that's yeah. it. Yep. So there's. So what I mean you by you know, avoid it is avoid some of the outcomes. So yep. those out, those potential outcomes, what we're going to talk about today, and the way the technology can influence your ability to recover. I meant that in a literal sense. So we've talked about you know how to prepare and what you should be doing in advance, but then you know what do you do after the thing happened? You know, you hope yep. it never does, but let's just operate under the very real scenario of the thing happened. It just it's now. It's now you know, T plus one hour, T plus one day since the thing happened. Um, Now, what do you do? Um, In a lot of cases, it comes full circle to that preparation, because if you prepared in no way, I hate to say it, you're screwed. I mean, there's once, once the server is gone, once the data is lost, if that plan wasn't already in place, you're starting over. And I've, you know, thankfully not in the scenario of this most recent event, but in years past, more dealing with ransomware gone bad or fluke disasters, like a, like a, like a building fire or whatnot. Yeah, I've, I've, sat strikes. The, yeah. Yeah, I've sat in the room with people and had to do my best effort of a bedside manner and explain to them it's gone. Like it's not. Yeah. There's no more thing to try. There's no more magic wand to wave over it. It's the, over. The 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 data is gone. The the application is gone. The records or whatever the thing was is gone. So, um, touching first on preparation because the recovery in a big sense is moot if you didn't prepare for that recovery. The two mm-hmm. go hand in hand.
1: You can't recover uh, from nothing, so.
0: <laughs> right, it, 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 there you go, and in the truest sense. So um, we, so before I come full circle to what the recovery aspect has looked like um, and some of the, frankly, huge success stories that we've been, a, been blessed to be a part of in these, in these recent weeks, um, I, I think it's owed to talk about the preparations that our partners and our team and our vendor partners and everyone else put into making some of these recoveries possible. Um, we touched briefly in that pre Ian episode about this thing called business continuity and how a lot of, a lot of widget makers will try to sell business continuity as a widget. Here's our thing, come buy it and you'll have business. you'll be covered. Yeah. That's a key part. You can't do it without having a tool. You have to have a thing to, 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 you know, affect the business continuity with, but going back to what we said in that episode, it's a strategy really, to me, it is not a widget. It's not a thing. It's not a purchase. It is a strategy. There are, money's got to leave the pocket. There is no free business continuity strategy. Doesn't At least exist. not exist it's worth it. <laughs> no, fair yeah. enough. You know, you do have to spend the dollars to prepare for the thing. And it's what we say, maybe in that episode, and we've definitely said it before and will after, these are dollars that you would be the happiest to have wasted. Yeah. I have many, many, many partners that we've spoken to since Ian that all have said how grateful they are to have been paying for all those solutions. The only thing they'd be more grateful for is if they weren't having to use it right now. Right, exactly, yeah. so what, what does that actually mean? You know, we're going to, we're going to try and keep it in its broadest sense. This is not meant to be a sales pitch for a product or anything like that, because it's, again, it's not what this is about. Um, so before we get to the recovery, well, what do you, what do you have to have to recover? And I think Eric, what well, as I was thinking through this, um, you you actually just said something very pointed that you have to have something to recover with. You have to have something to recover from. You have to have the data. So we're talking about tech. I'm not, you know, this isn't going to be our talk about solar generators or things like, or regular generators. This is not infrastructure. This is in this, in the, if the essence of a business is the data that, it's made up of that's financials, that's client records, that's sales records, tax, like all these things that if they're gone, these are potentially business business ending, ending. Yep. events at minimum. They'd be business changing events. Yeah. It- up to a business ending event, so we're we're really talking about the data and then stepping, which is one further step away, and then the applications and the infrastructure that make that data you know obviously having the data is one piece you now have a thing to recover with, but then the how that recovery looks and feels like is influenced by what you can do with the data once the disaster is passed, and you're trying to get a business back together, yeah so
1: yeah, I think that it's. Yeah it's it's important to touch on that like the and and also the big thing about the preparation is not just have you backed up your data it's how you've backed up your data because having your data on an external hard drive in the same building with the machines and servers that you're backing up to that external drive and then the water level goes up eight feet high that drives just as dead as all the computers were in the there. server and sitting to, next to right yep. you need to make sure that the way that you're baking that you're backing up your data is robust enough of, yep. a, of a service that it is backed up in multiple locations and we touched on this in the backup recovery mm-hmm. having the backup go to the cloud or something like that where it's to a a infrastructure where they have redundancies across several states so that if one of their centers goes down, your data is still in another center. All of that stuff is very important and helps for that. That's all the preparation part, having your data prepared in a way that if a storm blows through and destroys everything and sinks your battleship, you have the ability to go out there and get that data from an offsite location that was nowhere near the storm or the event when it hit.
0: And I, and I do want to beat that drum a little bit louder than we normally would, because I, thankfully this was not one of our partners, but again, this has been an, an event that touched our entire area. It doesn't matter who you work with or who your IT partner is or whatever be the case like I, so I've spoken to many people that are just people that are here and I feel equally responsible for all of them. This is yeah. a community event. Um, someone was sharing a story with me who their offsite backups, you know, they have on, they, they swap their drives every day and their offsite backup was a week an office manager would take a drive to a safe deposit box once a week, right? The bank with the safe deposit box flooded.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: 10 feet. (laughs) So even in that situation, so to say, well, we have an offsite backup. It's not good enough. And how
1: offsite is offsite.
0: Uh, yeah. And how geogra- the the term geographic diversity, it must be yeah. out of your geography. It is, it is it's it's well mandatory. Yep. And, the, and really that is where going back to what is business continuity? It is, it, the, if the cloud is not a component of that business continuity strategy, then you do not have business continuity, period, end of conversation. And I don't even include, um, we have partners that we worked with in years past that had physical business locations in other states. And right. so to them, their strategy is, well, we'll just, we'll just replicate it to another site. Well, that's not going back. That's not good enough. That is not, you know, the to fail failover to another site is very convenient. That's not protection because let's step back into, a, let's take, you know, maybe not a hurricane or a fire or a flood. What about ransomware? ransomware. Yeah, we, we lived, we yeah. lived through that where a, a, a medical practice some years ago, um, relied on that replication and the ransomware replicated to the other site. The backups were not what the industry would call immutable, meaning that once the backup is made, it can't be changed. The backup destination, the replication destination was just Just as exposed as their base data. So, all of these factors, and I don't want it to sound like this big hairy, scary thing that you never get your arms around. It just comes full circle to it, has to be a strategy. And by that, I literally mean you circle some people around and you say, What are our But expo- where do our exposures lie? What would you know, start at business ending? We want it to be so good we can even talk about the business changing events or even the business inconveniencing events. But let's start with business ending. What do we need to shore up to ensure that after the event happens, we still have a business to come back to? And when that's your starting point, I'd call that a good first win. Yeah, and there's it's technology. There's always ways to make it stronger, make it better, make it faster, but you'll make it more resilient. But let's start with the stuff that could cause people not to have a job to come back to because man, that's, I'm going to make, I'm going to humanize it a bit. That's insult to injury. Your life has been upended. You're potentially dealing with stuff at your home. And now you're having to call in a question. Do you have a paycheck next Friday? that chain of events builds on each other real fast.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to touch on the, you know, the tools aspect and the preparation aspect. So that's, that's where this all comes together for me is if you've taken the time to prepare and know that having a cloud backup is the true business continuity, really, once you have that, the the it becomes a lot more simple it sounds big and scary like you said but once you have that tool in your arsenal it's suddenly it's no longer an issue it's very it's an easy fix once you get to that point Yeah, uploaded it's such an easy thing that allows you to come back from a complete disaster all of a sudden is complete is totally recoverable all your financial data is fine everything's fine and it's all up in the cloud and you can just you can go to sleep at night in your house that doesn't have air conditioning until the power comes back on, you at least know when you next Friday, you're going to have a paycheck because the business hasn't ended because of that. I think that's a, I think that's a a good point to touch on because it becomes much more simple once you know, and use the correct tools to prepare.
0: Yep, exactly. And Go back to the you know the the preparation piece. So where is your data at? Where are you putting it? And that that that's a that becomes a tool question. You know, again, yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of the uses of the world. We we all think we can build a better mousetrap. Well, if I can just stand up some servers, if I can just replicate it somewhere else, I'll I'll spin my own solution. Go find a great vendor partner you can work with that provide that it's their yeah. job to provide this type of service. Yeah. I promise you, no matter how good you think you are, someone who does this for a living is capable of doing it better. is going to bring Absolutely. a better tool to bear. And not to mention, you know, it's it's a common thing in our industry especially for people to become islands. You know, you you look at this business and say, "Okay, I have all the technology here is my domain and it's my job to make it perfect, so I can't trust anyone else to touch it." Well, the problem is you be you lose touch with what are the latest measures that are available? What are the newest ways to protect, you know, that data that you're responsible for? So, mm-hmm. by building that network of vendor partners you can trust and rely on, they they frankly keep you honest, yep. it, it's going to cost some money. But when you think about, you know, I, I, I had a you know a trusted advisor to you know, asked me one time to quantify what it costs to be out of business for a day. And then you play it out to a week. And then a month, it's like, when you start tallying up the cost of not being open, the incremental cost of having these protection pieces, the math catches up in a positive really way for you
1: very, yeah. very, very fast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it does. And, and I mean, I guess, you know, we, we've been touching on on backups for a little while here and, you know, business continuity and getting things to the cloud. That's a huge piece of it. But one of the simplest things that I wanted to touch on was which, you know, resonated with me when this th- whole thing happened. We've had a couple of different buckets that people have fallen into. We have mm-hmm. people who, um, you know, they had that kind of cloud continuity. That wasn't an issue, but yep. they had infrastructure in their building. And they didn't necessarily prepare as much as others for that physical infrastructure. They had computers on floor level or you know small things like that, like the actual physical devices yep were no, no preparation was done for those physical devices and then we had in the other bucket we had people who Unplugged their workstations, brought them either upstairs to a second floor if they had that, or, or at least, least put, them put them on, on a desk or something yep. like that, had them all unplugged, all that kind of stuff. They called us, how do we, how do we shut our server down? How do we unplug our server and make sure it doesn't take a surge? All that kind of stuff. There's people who prepared that way. And and there are some of those folks who didn't have their computers elevated who lost all of their technology, who lost technology that was down because it was it was literally underwater and there's no recovering from that. And we yep. had another company who's first floor had several feet of water in it, but they had moved everything up to the second floor. And yep. they've, they've since moved that, all of their you know, infrastructure to an office that is upstairs plugged it all back in, moved their internet connection, they're back in business. Back up in business with everything running simply because they physically hefted that stuff up the stairs. So there's also, you know, not only there's physical
0: preparation. Sure. There's
1: not only is that ephemeral clouding needed, like, but actually physically preparing as well is this is is important.
0: And that segues really well. So let's let's talk about the other the other supporting actors. Let's just assume the data's safe. And real quick, one side note on that before we leave it. Just, you know, not inside the pod, like inside our daily lives. When you are assessing how you're protecting your data, I, we're, I'm just going to share our benchmark. This, this is not, there's nothing magical about this. This is just what we feel is that data should be backed up hourly, mm-hmm. set 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It should be kept in the cloud at a geographically diverse environment, meaning data centers spread across multiple locations. Yep. And that data should be retained in that cloud in an immutable state, meaning it can't be changed once it's up there, once it's there. for a minimum of a rolling of, of one year. Yep. because it's you know yeah obviously you had a hurricane yesterday what do you care about your data from 359 days ago yeah but then there's the there's this, this these funky little things called users and they're in your network and yep. when your accounting person comes in and says you know with that terrified look on their face. I just realized when I was cleaning up last year's tax returns, I hard deleted them instead of moving them around. That was six months ago. What do I do? You'll be really happy to have that year of retention when you can go back six months and one day ago and get all those tax returns back.
1: And when you say a year retention to a lot of folks in our industry, their jaws drop. They go, what? A year? And it's unheard of. But Really, like John just said, you will be very thankful when that situation talking about, you know, dollars that you are OK with spending. Those yep. are dollars you should be OK with spending. Yes, you're going to spend a little bit more to have a a backup that can go back that far. But in an instance like that, which could be business changing or business ending if suddenly you're an industry that has to keep 10 years of records and you uh, six months ago deleted everything before 2000 and whatever you you need that information back because it's a compliance problem you're Mm -hmm. suddenly going to be very grateful for that money that you spent on that and yeah it's it's a big deal so it's definitely worth it to look into something that has that kind of longevity to it
0: yep so as we keep zooming out, as I said, we've promised a segue. So, um, let's, let's make that assumption. The data is safe. The, an event has happened, but we know our data is safe somewhere. Cool. Now, what do we do with it? Because Eric, you use some examples that I, I'm just going to keep coming back to one. Cause it's frankly one of the most dire that I've been working yeah. with the last few weeks, helping them mm-hmm. recover. Um, there's no amount of preparation. These people could have done. No, nope. the, the buildings are gone. I mean, they're, they're standing, but yeah. the bill, other than the frames and some of, Wait. not all of the walls, they are yeah. gone. So every piece of technology from access points to servers to keyboard, it was all it was underwater
1: gone. to the roof essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, it was, it was a perspective moment standing in one of the rooms. And I, I, again, I helped design it. I was in the, I knew that room very well. And there was a, Very large TV mounted in one of the corners. It was like an info display. Mm -hmm. And um, this room had easily 10 foot or higher ceilings. And the TV was corner mounted to the roof. And um, the high watermark, you could see it on the display of the TV, was about two inches from the top of the display. Wow. So when when you're standing in something and. Eight foot ceilings, probably, right? 10 foot easily. No, it was, it was a large oh, room. Okay. So it, wow. it, 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 you start to feel very small. So I, the reason I paint that picture is not an oh, woe is us. It's to place it in perspective. To use Eric's example, there is no physical preparation you can make for that. It was all gone. But I'm going to turn it on its head and tell a really cool story that came from that. I got to meet with the owner of that business while I was there. We were discussing the recovery and what that was going to look like for their, for their business to rebuild and Lord love him. He's coming at it from the right perspective. If we're going to do this, how do we rebuild it better than it was before? Let's take this opportunity and be better, which just very humbling to this day, even saying it out loud. But he, he kind of pulled me aside and he had this really weird look on his face. He's like, John, I had this really weird realization this morning. I'm like, well, what's that? He got really, he's like, And he handed me his iPad. He's like, I'm logged into the server and I was pulling some records up that my accountant needed as part of the insurance claims. I'm like, yeah, He's like, how? And he's like, he, he, you could tell he was trying to piece it together. He's like, I've been operating. This was, this was, this actual conversation was about two weeks after the storm. Sure. And, um, he's like, I guess I never slowed down. It became so important to dive in both feet minutes after we knew it was okay to come back that I never slowed down until this morning to realize I'm in my server right now. Like I opened up QuickBooks, I exported reports, I emailed them to how is that possible? And I saw him pointing and it took me a minute to realize what he was pointing at. He was pointing at the network closet the server is still in there all the infrastructure, we haven't cleared the building yet right. the infrastructure is still there it's, off. it's 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 a heap of destroyed metal right. and i it took me a, longer than it should have to click at what he was asking he physically he mentally hadn't connected the dots to all he knew is he has a server room that is a recycling bin right now right. but he's in his server you so he always knew that his data was safe. And then I got to have like this really cool moment of explaining to him that because of the solutions that were in place, not only did we have his data protected, once we knew the severity of what was happening, and that there was just simply no none of us had back. been there yet, but there was no one was unsure if those servers were gone. We knew it didn't take you know, yeah. yeah.
1: Ten feet so underwater. We, yeah, they were so dead.
0: going back to the different types of solutions that are out there. Business ending, get your data safe, but then business challenging or business changing is, okay, you have your data, but now what do you do with it? We were able to take use the solution that we use there and pivot their data directly to the cloud. So in this case, we, we partnered with Microsoft Azure. We spun, we spun up an environment and literally pivoted his servers as they sat in the cloud that used to be in that closet down the hall. Right.
1: And we had and, exact copies in the cloud because yep, of the backup. Yep. With, and within a, you know,
0: within, it can be counted in hours. The amount of, when we called, we hadn't even re- made contact with them yet. After the storm, we kind of went down the list and said, okay, who do we know is gone from an infrastructure? Whose infrastructure do we know is gone? Gone, gone. Yeah. We knew, was going to be a day or more till we could make contact with people, we wanted to bet on being ready and we said theirs was one of the ones we just knew out of the gate, their infrastructure was going to be gone. So by the time we made contact, you, you helped me with this, we got them logged into their stuff in the cloud. Yep. And it was so in- amazing to me. It was multiple weeks later when it clicked in their heads that they had, you know, from day one after the storm, they were back in and using their app. They had every bit of data, every application, every, all of their systems were there. And it was because they were logged into an environment in Azure in the cloud, but it was their data there. It was literally like, he's like, I still have the check run from Tuesday before the storm. Like, yeah, in fact, you have everything up until I checked. It was up to 47 minutes before the power went out. Right. was yeah, the we, last we got track.
1: a backup i remember that we got a backup yep. right before the power within burst. an hour yep.
0: of landfall because it, again we're going they are on the coast literally so they were ground zero of landfall Yeah, and uh, we had and a the backup of the
1: storm surge as well yeah
0: yep. the, the the time stamp on the image we used to get them back up was within an hour of that of that landfall moment so like that there's a lot of negatives around that whole thing that's very easy to get sidetracked by the destruction and the devastation but it was so interesting and i and I also want to give him credit as, as a human and as a business owner, he was solely focused on this tool was the reason he was able to get every single one of his employees back out there. He pivoted all of their roles into ways that they could, you know, uh, be involved in the recovery so that he could keep them all employed and and those, and access to those tools and getting the insurance companies lined up. I mean, that's, I struggle with calling them success stories when we're talking about the absolute devastation of someone's business, yeah. but X number of months from now, that business is going to be back and yeah. without those, without, and this is not on us. This is, this is all the credit goes to them for investing, for seeing the value, for allowing us to do our jobs and have them in that position. That business will be back because of that preparation. And and I mean, and due to no in small part to plenty of other factors, but that's a big one. That stuff's gone. Go back to, there's no business to come back to. They, they, they had been a tentpole of that community for over 25 years. You don't start that over with nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He, like you said, he pivoted his employees to be able to come out there to help with the recovery. And because he had access to all of his uh, accounts and everything through the solution, the accounting solution that they use, he was able to cut paychecks for those employees. Yep. The, the week of the storm. I mean, there, there was people sitting at home wondering how they were going to afford to eat and his employees, because of the preparation that he invested in, he's able to pay his employees and not, not lose a step. He, they literally never stopped the minute yep. they were clear to go back on that Island. They went back out there and were working
0: and they had everything, all of their inventories. I mean, the, their entire infrastructure was there. So that's,
1: and that's so, like, yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said, or peninsula. I don't know exactly what that is. said oh, that, I that but, so, you know, some form of land near the water. Go with
0: that's that. That's right. Geography is business continuity is our strong suit, not geography.
1: Yeah, I, do, I do computers, um, not that. I do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I do computer well. Um, anyway, so we started with the data, and that that's important. And then you step out to that. Okay. So now we've saved the business. We have the data. Well, now we've gotten the business running because we have the applications. We have the, the underpinnings of the infrastructure to make it all work. Next, the next for me thinking through and and preparing for this episode. Um, what was the, what was the next challenge that had to be overcome for people? And it was, it just screamed at me connectivity Mm -hmm. because we have the data. Yay. The data is working up in the cloud. Mm -hmm. Hurrah. If there's, you can't no talk powers. to it, right, <laughs> yeah. if you can't talk to that data, the, the cloud by definition is an internet driven thing. So if yep. there's no, if you can't get to the internet, sure, when you can get back to the internet, it's all there waiting for you. But when seconds and minutes and hours count getting these people up and running, especially, I'm going to pivot away from a business example to, you know, I've said before on the show, we, we have the, you know, the distinct honor of serving some of our first responder organizations here in our community and working with some of them. I mean, this is, again, this is about them, not about us. This is lives on the line stuff. Yeah. And for us to be able to empower them to go out there and literally help people was one of the most meaningful things I've ever had the opportunity to do in my entire career Absolutely. and may ever be. Um, so when, when I got to think about connectivity and some of those challenges where we had we had the, we had what they needed. We had, then we had to get them to it. Like that was the next mm-hmm. challenge was, you know, I could call you and say, Hey, Eric, XYZ organization. What's their status? All right. Their servers are up. Their data is restored. I'm in it right now. Yep. Cool. There's not a working cell tower within literally 10 miles of their command center right now. How do we get them into this? Um, And I I mentioned earlier, we're going to leave brand names for the most part out of this, but this is the one exception I knew I was going to make. And this is not a sales pitch for this widget. It's because it's the only thing I've personally been able to work with that pulled this off in a meaningful way. It was the only
1: thing that we could get our hands on as well readily. Yeah.
0: Yep. And that
1: was Starlink.
0: Um, a lot of uh, this is not going to devolve into an elon conversation it's just no, not it does it <laughs> it has
1: nothing to do with him it has to do it, at the very yep. least with one company that he's involved with but it's yes. it's about the technology it's about the service it's about yep. the other people that are behind all of that as well yeah
0: so uh in one in one specific example we were sit, uh, i was physically standing on one of the barrier islands of, of our community and um to 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 paint a picture of what the infrastructure was like out there, my trip to be standing where I was standing involved driving to a place, meeting a boat, taking that boat to an island that dropped me off at a truck that then brought me further on into the island to be where I was at. So we are, there was, there, forget internet, there were no
1: roads. Yeah, the I mean, roads everything were
0: Everything was gone. And when we talk about physical infrastructure like power and data lines, um, there's a very straight road that goes down the backbone of this, of this particular Island. And like straight roads are, what is it lined with utility poles? And one of the things that's burned in my head, possibly forever is the site of concrete. It was concrete. a, it was a yeah, weird news story. Wood. They, they, yeah. they had very recently completed a project, ironically upgrading giant air quotes here, all of the utility poles on this Island from the old wooden poles to the new pressure, you know, create, you know, forge, uh, Concrete utility poles, as far as the eye could see down this perfectly straight road, every single one of them was snapped.
1: Yeah, and laying in the road. Yeah, you could see, and they were just all lined up in a row down the road. It was it was a, a crazy sight to see for sure.
0: Yep. And so to so to put that, there will be no physical connectivity there for a very long for, for, for a time, especially yep. out out as far into the island as we were trying to get. Um, one organization that magically that shockingly did the utility, the the fiber utility provider in question accomplished it by tying fiber lines to tree branches. I'm not making that up. Like they had, they had connectivity when I got there. And that's because the the provider literally had they they had a truck on the island that was functional, and they reran fiber, but they didn't have any poles to hang it from. And you could walk down the street and see the orange see the like emergency the tape. They taped they 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 tied it to tree branches to get it down the road. Wow. So that's all I'm meant to paint <laughs> the works. picture of we're standing in the middle of all of this. And we have these people's infrastructure. And this is a first responder organization. Like obviously they're out there running trucks, they're saving people, they're already doing the thing, but their job is made ever more difficult when they can't look up an address. They can't like, they can't access this data they need to get to. And cell towers were, if you stepped one foot inside of a built, like if you literally stood out there in the middle of a perfectly flat field, you might get one bar of most basic data from the mainland yep and that was and that was traversing the bay from the mainland if you got into a vehicle or stepped into a building or literally stood behind a tree that you lost that connectivity so cellular was not an option and we were able to partner with an organization um they're called the ITDRC, and just i i plugged them because a, they're not, they're an NFP and they were genuine
1: lifesavers. They, there, they there are was, people who are safe today because of what the they did. Yeah. They yep. were there instantly. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, the it disaster resource center. Um, just, I can't say enough about real quick about the people that work there and uh, the, all volunteers. And I mean, they showed up literally overnight and I had the pleasure and the honor of working with them and getting very critical tools to people that needed them days, if not weeks faster thanks to Mm -hmm. them than we would have going through regular channels. So that's just a very important plug I want to make sure that I made. Um, Please look them up. Please, This is going to be one of my very rare real plugs. Please go donate to that organization, truthfully, Um, because having worked with them shoulder to shoulder, um, they're for real and they've earned it. So anyway, um, they were the ones that enabled us to get Starlink out to this island as quickly as we did and truly – in the case of this one organization we were working with ended up getting a dish up on the roof of a building to get, cause it was starling cast have line of sight. Yep. You know, don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that technology. And it's brilliant. But if it doesn't have line of sight, no work. And by line of sight, I mean, tree branches, it must have line of sight to North That's in
1: this case. open. Yep. Yep.
0: So up in you know, this particular um, center was ringed by trees and I, to paint to further the paint a picture of partial buildings i mean d- yeah. destroyed buildings um so we had to get it up on the roof but once we got it up there i mean from the from the time we got the 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 dish and the cables up on the roof we strung it down the side of the building in through a wall i'm sorry in through a window and then jacked it into the building's network and ran it from there 20 minutes tops yeah. and they were i mean they were online i mean fully and, functional and with-
1: and with usable speeds. We're not yes, talking we're terrible. Two megs. No. You know, yeah, none of that. It was nope. like they were usable speeds for their yeah, network.
0: We were the latent, the full full the latency was on average in you know, the several hundred milliseconds, which in a normal circumstance is not great. But it was again usable, but the raw bandwidth speeds were were pushing hundred megs in that scenario. Yeah. And you want to talk about guys who were literally standing in the beds of their trucks trying to get self-service to send an email or get, you know, get, get important information to the minute we plugged in that cable into their firewall, because they were at least they were very fortunate. This building, the internal infrastructure survived. It was everything around it that was gone. So we were able to stand back up their infrastructure, get connectivity back, and there they were. They, yep. they were, they were back online. They were in their data. They had access to their information. Again, this is not, you know, the, this is not the CPA down the road. Don't get me wrong. The CPA's business is very important to the CPA, but these guys are needing this information to go out there and literally go pull save lives. Yeah. This is, this to is important. Search Don't and save.
1: rescue. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: So that's obviously of, if not the most dire of exa- examples of what we worked with, but that's just meant to really draw the. The connectivity is important going back to business continuity and disaster recovery being a strategy. It's all fine and good to assume, okay, we have our data. Okay, our data is going to be usable and our applications. How are you going to get to it?
1: Right. How do you actually? If you're it? in
0: a position where evacuation is an option, then that, I mean, that's a very real thing that we do with our partners all the time identify your key people that no matter how much they want to be around and be with their home, they're packing up, they're leaving. And you have to have that. If you're a sufficient-sized organization, you need to identify people that it is their job to pack up and leave, to mm-hmm. be out of harm's way and be in a place that has connectivity and be able to function. I was uh, filling out a, uh, a securities audit for someone literally yesterday. And one of, I loved this. One of the worksheet pages, we were working with them on to pass this audit. They had to identify in full information who their designated people out were.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's new that those kind of questions are just now yep. getting asked. So it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to see that stuff coming around and starting to become normalized as it needs to be part of yep. the plan. So it's, it's good to see that.
0: Yeah. So, and for me, that's, that's really like, a lot of the trifecta, as it were, it's you know, I keep saying it over and over again because so I really want to build the point. It's having the data, then having the data in such in your applications in such a place that they're functional, yeah. and then having the ability to get to them inter- and interact with them. If you can solve those, what started to the left of the scale as a business-ending event has now become wildly inconvenient. And I'm sure that's way downplaying it, but you know what I mean? You are functional. You can get back to work. You can begin recovery in the truest sense, which for me, recovery in the truest sense is what are the steps between us and normal?
1: Yep. And getting back to to our day-to-day as it was before the event. Yeah.
0: If you treat recovery as just surviving, Man, that's that, the for it's me anyway. Bar. That's like that. That's the barest of bar. Exactly, yeah. it's the lowest of bar. I mean, yes, of course. That's step one. Is make sure we're going to get this out this the other side. Uh, obviously, that's step one. But going back to this being a strategy, the end game of that strategy should really be: what are all the steps? What are all the dots that we have to connect between where we are right now, which is t plus one, yep. and when life and things and work and business has returned to normal and believe me we're sitting in a place right now where that those dots are a long way away for a lot of people yeah a long way away but the ones that can at least see them and are already connect them and walking down that path because I've had both types of this conversation the ones who have the plan and can see that the light at the end of that tunnel, yep have a very, very different outlook right now than the ones who are just trying to figure out where the first dot is, or do we just call it and walk away?
1: Yeah. And, and we know, we know partners and people in the yep. community that have had to call it and walk away. It's, it's mm-hmm. an absolute reality. That's not a hypothetical. We, we have personal experience with people who have had to say, all right, that's it and walk away. And that's devastating. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for some of them, there, there was no amount of preparation. Sometimes there, no, sometimes it's, you, do, you know, but no, sometimes it's a
0: wash. It truly is yeah. a, there is nothing in the world that could have prevented X, Y, and Z. And I also respect, cause I, I don't think I have, I, I fight too much sometimes. I, I don't know if I have this, the self control and determination in me to actually make that call. Um, yeah, and I've, 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 I've walked, I've watched with a lot of respect. Some people look at the situation and say, you know what, this is just the way this went. And, you know, time, time to pivot. You know what I mean? And for some people, it's not a pivot, it's a full blown step. Right. And that, that takes a very amount, it takes a certain amount of confidence, faith whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it to be able to do that. I've watched several people that I, that I respect and, you know, very, very dearly do that with poise and just all the confidence in the world. I mean, I, I get it when, when you're alone with the thought, when you're not, you know, putting on the face, I'm very well aware that they're still We're all dealing with the thing and going through the stuff, but what they put out there again, for their partners and their, and their community and the people around them, um, just hats off to people who are day in and day out making calls that, again, I don't even know if I, you know, if, if there's a fight or flight spectrum, I, I only (laughs) have, and I'm, this is not, I, for, I actually come from a belief that both ends of that spectrum are inherently bad. Like you, you you need to have a middle ground, middle ground. Yep. And I'm aware of my own weaknesses being that I am way too far to one side of that spectrum. I, yeah. I will fight long beyond when it was a yeah. good idea to retreat. Yeah. Um,
1: agreed. Me too. We're in the same spot there. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: So I just, I, I, cause I do, I feel it's important to say that there with a, Worse than you're talking about recovery and this and getting back and what's your steps to normal. You're right. I'm actually glad you said that because sometimes there there isn't a path with all the preparation, all the things. Sometimes it's just gone.
1: And I think um, the key point to that is you're right. Sometimes there isn't, there's no amount of preparation. And sometimes you have to call it and it is what it is. But the key point here is that shouldn't stop you from doing the preparation. No, absolutely it needs not. To be done. Don't just ne- write it needs- off before it happens. You've well, it does.
0: It, it needs to be done because even uh, I'm going to end this, this portion on this point. Let's just going back to a hypothetical, but it's yeah. sadly not a hypothetical for some people we know and care about very closely. Um, when you have to make that call, that's still a lot easier to make when you still have all the data. You still have all your records. You're still, even when you're folding up insurance is still involved. You still have employees that are trying to figure out what they're going to do next. You know, do you literally have the ability to let's assume it is actually their last paycheck. Do you even have the, 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 what you need to write them that last paycheck? I mean, these are not, this is the worst possible outcome we're talking about here. We're calling it. There's still a bad and a less bad way. I'm not going to call it good, but there's a bad and a less bad way to be in that position. And to, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use a very specific example, very generally, because I know you worked on it. One yeah. you know, very, very thankfully, we've mentioned in the past. We work with about 150 partner companies, and so far, and maybe you know other. I am only aware of one, one that's actually you know made made one. that call, and someone we truly respect and continue Absolutely. and look forward to working with again in the future. But you worked with her directly when she made that call mm-hmm. to us, and guess what? You, we were still able to do. Fully into all their financials, fully into all their records. We're able to provide them access to all those things. I mean, I get it. When you're dealing with the other utter devastation of, you know, it, in her case, it was a second career. It was, you know, not want to say her life's work, but still was, she put her heart and soul into that Absolutely. business. Yeah. And, and will again on the next one she does. But the what little comfort we could provide by being able to say, as you're navigating all of this everything you need to navigate it. It's right here. Here you go. And we had her into it that same day. That was just, you know, it's the barest of silver linings when we're talking about these kind of stakes, Mm -hmm. but it was still meaningful for me. And I'm sure it was for you too, as the one actually you, you got to do the thing for them. Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. I mean, it was like you said, the barest of silver linings, but it's still a silver lining when you, when your entire life's work, your, your business is gone. And you're working with an insurance carrier trying to, to, get, to get the money that you've, you know, you got at that insurance for a reason. Now the worst has happened and you need to yep. recover some of those dollars to help you live, you know, and, reco- and recover your business and go on to the next venture. And they want, your, your whole office was just destroyed and they're coming to you saying, please give me a detailed inventory of everything that you had in your location. You had that inventory in your data. Because it was part of your quickbooks or your accounting you know software all of that it's there but the building was underwater right so you know yeah. and we when because of the backups that we had the business continuity that they had we were able to restore those files to a, a secondary computer See, in her case then, another machine we right? didn't even need the cloud it was, there, there a was machine. a machine yeah. to machine and, yep. and it was and and honestly we're actually still in progress like one or yeah. two stores the first story right. was done the information was gathered and it was submitted to Insurance Good. And I just got contact today from her, actually. It's funny you brought up. Oh, no up kidding. About getting, about getting the second. She finally has another computer because we need to do a separate install. Yep. And and it's, you know, she's got that other computer. So we're ready to do that second restore for the other store and get the inventory information from that so that she yep. can work with her insurance company. You know, again, bear us to silver linings, but there you go. She's going to be able to get more from her insurance company because she will have a detailed list yep. of what was in those locations so that we can hand that off.
0: And, is- and knowing her as I do, that's not insurance money going in her pocket. That truly is yeah. the launch pad for whatever yep. it is she's going to do next. Yep. So, exactly. So that's, there's so yeah. much more to be had here, but that, those are just yeah. some of the things that I just felt really lessons learned. Um, I will say, and this, it's not an Azure commercial, but whoever your cloud platform provider is of choice, AWS, Google compute, whatever, whatever it be. um, There's
1: plenty of them out there. The,
0: the ability, the ability to leverage those platforms to instantly as instantly as it matters instantly pivot the, the, these are capabilities we just simply didn't have until what I would consider recently, right. recently when you talk enough. about
1: like restoration in the past, like we had some of these yep. incidents in the past before the cloud was a big thing and we yep. would be restoring servers, bare metal, restoring servers or yep. whatever you want to call it from a tape backup. Yep. You know, a, a, like, you know, when you think of a cassette tape, it's a bigger version of that with your data backed up on it. If you've never seen one before, so <laughs> we would restore servers from that. We were talking about weeks of recovery. Oh yeah. To get to go from tape back to a live server after you know you have to order the server it has to arrive you have to configure the server and then you have to restore the data to it and then fiddle with the data until it's accessible again in the way that it was before because it's a new server technically that you're restoring it to all that kind yep. of stuff weeks of recovery. And, N- and now- never
0: mind after all never mind after all that effort because we're talking tapes here and you, yeah. you know in this situation probably going to an offsite backup yep. that tape was probably taken offsite once a week so if yeah. you're lucky what we just spent weeks recovering is still missing several days of several business days information. Of
1: data. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you get all that stuff restored and then you're back up and running weeks later. John, you had that one instance of that, that client you worked with right away. Yep. It was hours after yep. the hurricane that their data was in the cloud and accessible operational. to operational and operational hours yep. instead of a week plus, which is, that's just, you know, and That's again, going from business ending to an inconvenience right there. You know, I mean, that's, that's, it's amazing what we can do now with some of this technology. You just have to prepare and use it. Yep.
0: And this is just not meant to be bare commercialism. Like get, I'm a business owner, like protecting businesses is very important to me, but the secondary imperative of that is especially after incidents like these, Mm -hmm. you have enough to deal with outside of your, like people's lives at home have been equally or more so disrupted and will yeah. be for a very long time. So when you think about, you know, well, I just have too much, to, I can't bother to think about this. Well, guess what? It's a lot easier to think about what you do have to deal with at home when your business is sorted out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you
0: know that that's, you know, it, it it's all going to be happening at once, but that, going back to what helps me sleep at night at least, is yeah. the knowledge of if X, Y, Z were to occur, I know that I actually will have the ability to devote a certain percentage of my you know, mental capacity yep. to these non-work-related things because all of these work-related things are already sorted out. The of. plan is yep. in place. They are protected. I have trusted advisors that will step in and do what they have to do. That is mental security that I mean, I shouldn't say you can't put a price on, I put a price on it for a living, right. but you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, these are, you know, very, very real things. and and now to kind of, you know, step to the side a little bit on this whole thing, cause we've covered the business side of it. Yeah. Um, which, cause it's obviously again, our profession, we can speak far more you know deeply about it, but this, cause we keep coming back to our most recent, you know, experiences, this was, this impacted more people at home than it ever will at work. Unfortunately, yep. unfortunately, um, yeah. And there are, especially in today's remote work environment, there are business exposures at home as much as in the workplace, Absolutely. but I'm not even going to focus in on that. There is data. I'm sitting, i having to be sitting in my home office right now recording this, and there, there, there are irreplaceable digital artifacts of my life in this in this building right now on hard drives and or mm-hmm. what have you like when i think about the photos the videos the document i mean things that could never be replaced if the only copies were gone and business continuity doesn't end at your shop door right because you know that's business continuity but you know let's, let's call, call it everyone data continuity what the, the what is your strategy for getting your life back to normal as quickly as possible for one of yep. these events. And sometimes access to that data, we can apply the same chain of logic here, by the way, is just as applicable at home. If you're dealing with insurance companies and finances and banks and everything else, you know, post a major cat- catastrophe, let's, let's apply the same logic here. Is your for square one, is your data somewhere else? Can, you may not be able to get to it immediately, but if you, is your data somewhere else, if it was just gone, so yeah, step the data two on which your which
1: home you, computer. Yeah. The stuff sitting yep. on your, on your messy on Windows your desktop, desktop at home, or, heaven it, forbid in your downloads
0: else. folder or your right. documents folder, what have yep. you, is it somewhere else? So there's step one and then you'll okay, get, what about everything else? So sure. You have a copy of your personal QuickBooks or Quicken or what have you, but you know, do you have the ability to, you know, use that data once you have access right. to it and then three, it, connectivity again, you know, what is your plan for? Well, yeah, I've got it all backed up in, I'm just going to pick on one Carbonite, but you know, in, I have a very dear friend. So to put time to it, Ian was, I believe six weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, more or less from today. Um, she got internet back 48 hours ago. Wow. Yeah. Now, of course yep. there were ample places she could go to, to get internet. Yeah. But when you're talking about needing to access things day in and day out, navigating insurance and all these other, you know, Hurdles that people have to do. It's very inconvenient to go back to you know not ending but inconvenient to have to travel somewhere else to get the barest of access to internet to get access to what you need to. I remember much more close to the end of the storm. Um, there's one part of town where there. Hap- I'm just going to use the example that happens to be a Target parking lot. The mm-hmm. number of my friends who I would see chatter about. Yeah, we're heading to the Target parking lot because that was where the nearest Wi-Fi, functioning right. cell tower was yeah.
1: <laughs> Wi-Fi so you could power, get
0: right. LTE at best, but still you mm-hmm. could get LTE service there. So people were able to send basic SMS messages without it. But if you needed to send emails, download documents, you know, you send a picture to an adjuster, whatever the, the target parking lot in this particular part to of town became yeah. like the rendezvous point because that was, there was a nearby functioning cell tower that people could get real data out of. So, um, you know, let's apply that logic. Like I said, back to step one. So protect the data. You, there are, there are ample, they're not as robust as your commercial solutions, but that's okay because they're also a fraction of the price. Right. Cloud-based solutions, you know, putting a hard drive, a USB, putting a USB drive in a safe deposit box, again, does you no more good at home than it did at work if the bank with the safe deposit box floods. Exactly. Just doesn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, the first one that I want to touch on, anyway, is one is tangentially related to the work stuff for us because it has us yeah. in a n- number of sure. occasions. So, what um, Microsoft has um, a product called OneDrive, and you can get OneDrive access at home. Like you can create, you know, you can create yes. a Microsoft account, all that kind of stuff from there, and log in to OneDrive at home. And OneDrive has the ability to back up your documents, your desktop. In, you know, in those files, like you can set those folders to back up automatically. So anytime you drop a new file on your desktop, it'll upload to OneDrive and that's it's not everything. You're not gonna be able to restore your computer you know, completely to the way it was before you started, right. but you will be able to recover those important files that are in your documents folder or on your desktop very, a lot easier that way. So it's not a full solution, but it's a solution that you could potentially use. And then Damn. the other ones are one you already touched on, um, Carbonite, Carbonite yep. which is one of them. There's some other ones um, that I don't honestly have experience with. Carbonite's the only home one that I had experience with. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. It worked, but I didn't love it. Um, but there's ones. Um, I Drive is one that a lot of people talk about. I yeah. have a.
0: I run into that a lot in the field. Yeah,
1: a 10 terabyte plan for under four bucks. I mean, again, not a sponsor, but that's cheap for yeah. you know for that kind of stuff. So it's not dollar under, for
0: data. Yeah. That's right.
1: And then there's um, Backblaze. Um, and mm-hmm. another company that we see, they have work-based products as well, but they have home-based, um, called Acronis, um, the, and they do one at home too. Those are, and then Carbonite obviously. So there, there's a, there's a few of them out there. There's plenty of options out there yep. that kind of do the same thing, get your data to the cloud. And,
0: and that's more so for your desktop. Well, it was something that occurred to me the other day too, is, um, and this, I'm just going to pick on iPhone because but I don't care if it's Apple or Google or Samsung, whomever, m- any of your mainline smartphone provider. Cause let's face it. Let's, let's, let's pick right. on photos. For example, photos are some of the most common, like sentimental digital possessions.
1: People and also have. probably one of the most common things that people go, Oh my God, I lost everything on my phone. Yep.
0: Yeah. Back your stuff. It's built into the operating system of these platforms pay the $3. I mean, I mean, oh. I mean, I, I, I mean this, None of this is expense. I'm sorry. Even at the, in the grand scheme of things, three dollars, ten dollars. I mean the three cause what it's I think it's I forget how many gigs even that the, the yeah. two ninety nine plan is, but we're talking, I think, I think it's either like it's, fifty I think it's,
1: or it's a hundred or two hundred gigs yeah. at this point for that plan, yeah.
0: It's a lot of pictures, man. Like just back your stuff up on the device you're taking them on because I run into that a lot too. Is, well, well, I back up my computer at home and I just, I always sync my photos. Yeah, but without right. fail, you're going to go on the family vacation. You're going to take those memories that are irreplaceable if you mm-hmm. lose them. That's when your, your phone's going to go in the drink and you haven't actually synced your phone recently enough and now yep. they're gone for good. Back every time you can back up the device you're capturing the data with, because the ability to recover that is huge. Um, it's it's just really really it's so easy. I don't I don't like to make make light of any kind of monetary expenditure, especially personally. But yeah. there are few better ways you can spend ninety nine cents to twenty dollars. And if you're paying yeah. twenty bucks for backups, boy howdy, I'm impressed by your personal data. Right. But I mean. <laughs> Hey, I got news for you. Bit, Guess
1: what I'm paying for. My I
0: office. know. As soon as I said, I'm like, I, I also remember someone in your family just had to get the one terabyte iPhone. So, yes, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, we take a lot yep. of
1: pictures with our phones. So, yeah.
0: Hey, I love it. Um, pretty sure we have episodes about these things. But yep. um, anyway, just uh, but yeah, uh, apply that same logic to home. Square one, make sure your data is safe. Step two, what are you going to, you know, make sure you can do something with it once you get it back. And then three, in the context of these true disaster situations, think through your connectivity options. Cellular, you know, obviously not everyone's just going to be able to run out and go grab a Starlink. If you can, not going to lie, I'm thinking about it. It will never be my primary internet connection, but I, it was a, it was a mind changing experience to go through, to, to be able to apply a tool like that and change the game for some people who were in really dire situations. Yeah. So, but all the way up to you know, think through, uh, there are, there are also, um, you can get them on Amazon. There are these devices where you can pop your SIM card into cell booster. Yep. So it's a, it's a glorified hotspot. You put your SIM card into it, but it's got larger antennas than the ones that are just in your phone. And the whole idea is get it near a window or get it facing or near a cell tower, the nearest functioning one. And it boosts and a- it receives and amplifies that signal. Yep. That's the kind of stuff that, again, that can be the difference between a half a bar and even three or four megs of connectivity is yeah. huge when you're trying to do triage and get photos out when you have to, or phone calls or it's, it's all yeah, a big and, thing. And,
1: you know, to circle back to the, you know, premise of the episode with the preparation, that's one of those things that you have to keep in mind. Not every cell phone plan comes with the ability with to hot use a hotspot. Hot so you yep. need to make sure it's one of those things like talk about a good investment of your dollars. That's a great investment of your dollars. So make sure you have a hotspot plan so that you can connect it. Even if it's like the base level one where you get like five gigabytes, at least something that you can use on there because it's not even like it won't even, the option won't even be in your phone if you're not on a plan that has it. So
0: it's about prioritizing the dollars again. Not making light of any expenditure, you know. Different economic situations abound. But if you're in the position to make that choice, I, I, I'm 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 gonna you know for the cost of a cup of coffee a day. Uh, no, I mean like really, it's it's prioritization. I, that that is one of those, your own IT guy. That that that's right. Um, I I really would suggest that more people prioritize the. 10 extra dollars a month on their cell phone plan yep. over, you know, the third sugar laced cup of coffee. I mean, sure. I mean, I do, I do yep. mean that. I mean, these are things that can be all massively altering in these kinds of emergencies and just your day to day. It's just dang convenient when you need it, but when you yeah. truly need it, it it's a big deal to have access to these
1: things. Absolutely, and, and that little bit of preparation and those few dollars here and there, if you're able to, like you said, will make all the difference in the world when you, when you hit yeah. one of those emergencies and you realize, oh, I've got an answer to that, I can just turn this yep. on, and everybody in the house can jump on their devices and reach out to the various people that need to know that we're all right. That kind of yep. thing is super important when you're in the situation, and if you didn't pay that extra $10 a month and you don't have that option, then you're out searching for a you? way to, yep. to make that happen, so.
0: Well, and to bookend it, those kind of situations also incentivize you to make poor decisions. Right when you're going back to you know T plus one, when it's the day after, hours after, and you're doing it, you start to fog up your own decision making process and put yourself out on the road, go into places you you, you is not safe to be yep. yet, getting in the way of first responders who are just trying to get out there and help people. I mean, these are real things because I get it. So it's a very you get very self very good. It's preservation. I, I understand self-preservation, but those are not the most well-informed decision-making moments you're going to make. So when you have the tools at your disposal and the plan has already been thought out, you are setting yourself up to make better decisions that are going to help you. They're going to help people around you. They're going to help people that you'll never meet just by putting yourself you know, in that advantage position coming out the other end of a major and, event. And,
1: and frankly, just keeping you safer because you did yes. just a tiny bit of preparation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, again, bring it full circle. I mean, there are countless things more important than your data. I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you your data is the most important part of your life. But I will tell you, as you're Looking ahead of that road to recovery and what the steps to normal look like, having your data, having your systems, having your, li- you know, your livelihood protected every way it can be makes it a heck of a lot nicer and easier. It just, yeah. you know, and it, you like have you said, enough to deal with.
1: Like you said earlier, it kind of gives you that extra mental bandwidth to not yep. have to think about that stuff. So now I can just think about, you know, the data that I had on my home computer from work. It's fine. It's safe. I don't need to panic about that right now. I'll deal yep. with that after I deal with my family and these super mm-hmm. important things, I don't need to think about this right now. I can now think about this just because again, of a little bit of preparation. So yeah, well,
0: on that relatively somber and all too recent bombshell, I, I do think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there just um, to those that are, you know, part of our community know that, you know, this, this is, has been an experience for all of us. Um, no one here is going anywhere. I continue to be impressed and amazed by just the the, the people here and the people we get to work with and around every day. Um, and they're... And it's not just about us. There are people all over the world dealing with different renditions of what we are dealing with here now. This just happens to be ours in in this here and now. Yeah. So I also don't want to downplay like, oh, the world has stopped because we had a natural disaster. But just know that, you know, with all the preparation in the world, we can't control. Sometimes we can't even influence when those disasters are going to happen. And but when they happen, the time for preparation has already passed. So yep. as hard as it is even for us to look ahead to and hard to even think about sometimes what the next one might be, the time to begin those preparations is already right
1: now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd love ahead to ahead think
0: I'd love to think that the next time we need these tools is gonna to be long after we've crossed that magical line where we're quote unquote back to normal. That's not even guaranteed. So just take a beat think about what has gotten you through to this point and what's going to get you through the next one and already be thinking about how to make those preparations what is the plan what are the steps and then especially if you're you know if you're not someone who already you know works with us find someone you trust to be able to partner with and develop those strategies and they'll be there with you to help you implement and maintain them because the last thing I'll say is the best-made plan in the world—that's nothing more than a sheet of paper in someone's filing cabinet—is worthless if no one has been implementing and maintaining that plan throughout.
1: Right. Yeah, the plan's worthless, written down on a piece of paper, stuffed in a drawer. You've gotta, you gotta be that's ready it. to, you gotta be ready to go. All
0: right. Well, with that, I guess it's back to the day job for us. Yep. And uh, we will wrap it up there and catch you next time.
1: Later.